welcome to Back Issues of Sal. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. So I thought it's time we should talk about X-Men's fatal attractions. For many people, this is like, no. <laughs> people remember this book because one thing happens in it. Mm. And for my money, it's got a pretty rock simple premise for it being this heavy. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack with fatal attractions. And so I will do so now. Do they Here's spell the deal. it with an X? Like no! Attractions? No, but they tried to do that for like a little while. Like there's Extinction Agenda, an Executioner song, and then they went, ah, fuck it. <laughs> there's only so many. We're not, gonna we do. we're not gonna grab the thesaurus every time we're doing an X-Men event. Yeah. So, okay. X-Men, right? Everybody assumes that the X-Men are the coolest, the most popular, the most successful thing ever that come out of Marvel. And for my money... Fatal Attractions is the end result of Chris Claremont leaving the X title. Now, he had left issues before this, mm -hmm. but oh, his absence is felt throughout this run. So, X-Men. When Lee and Kirby created it in 1963, you assume, because you weren't around then, <laughs> that, like, it was the coolest, biggest thing ever, just like everything else they made. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, all that stuff. Avengers. Hulk. Hulk. But no. As a matter of fact, X-Men got canceled. Oh. Yeah, it was that unpopular. And it wasn't wow. until it got brought back and Claremont came by and kind of reinvigorated the franchise and treated it like a, like a prose writer would. Mm. He's like, this is about characters and this is about their lives and their ongoing saga and... Claremont's the guy who gave it that kind of like feeling, that oomph. Is it like a soap opera kind of feeling? Yes, but not the way it became one. See, X-Men is, for all of its purposes, a soap opera. And nothing could be a more distilled example of that than the X-Men animated series from 1992. Holy shit. Mm. Saying that out loud and realizing like everything that goes oh on Oh my with god. It, it's a soap opera that I enjoy. Yeah, it was a soap mm. opera for, for children. For teenage boys. Yeah, and girls because I know oh, that yeah. Tiffany mm. was well, the show, introduced yeah. to the X-Men and so many people. And that's the thing is that yeah. people love X-Men by and large today because of that show. But we'll get there in a minute. Mm. So Claremont right. comes in and he treats it like a soap opera. But like... For my, for for me, I feel like it's the good parts of the soap opera. The the the, the soap opera is not necessarily an insult because it's just there's a thousand episodes. It's gonna be the like mundanities, and we're gonna have like the fantastical, but like it's the it's the everyday chapters of these people. It's the days of their lives. <laughs> and he so, said it. Oh, he uh, said it. And because X Men was kind of ignored and marginalized because of its low sales, mm. he was allowed to do whatever the hell he wanted to. Mm. And what he did... They kind of like just waved it and was like, yeah, fine. Well, they were just like, do whatever you want, Chris, as long as it sells, and it did. And I think because he, and many writers before him, Len Wein, of course, also helped to create character. But like, because he was so focused on character and not necessarily about like, their powers, but more about their struggle and their interactivity. Mm -hmm. uh, it resonated with an audience. That the X Men, you know, today you could say X Men is like this thing that like appeals to the human condition, mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's undeniable, right? And it's like no, it took a long time for people to realize that, and mm. it took a long amount of curation in order for it to get to that point where people could actually just look at X Men and go, "Oh, that's what it is," in like a sentence, mm -hmm. you know. So. 
is this after Giant Size X-Men? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, well, yeah. So, like, after the new team is already a part of it. Yes. In fact, like, Len Wein sets up Giant Size, and then a short time later, Claremont comes back on mm. and just takes over and then sends them in different directions. Problem with success, of course, especially in comics, is that once it becomes successful, they want to take it away from you mm. and fix it. And so, well, they as, also want to make more money on it, right? Right. So, well, as X Men well, got popular now, what what else can we do with it? Right. So, as yeah. as X Men got more popular, they're like, well, more titles. We need some new mutants. So they made new mutants, and <laughs> literally, that's, that's that's the book. Yep. Here's and, some God new ones. And Claremont's like, well, and Claremont, like, you know, God bless him. He's like, but these are my characters. Because like, he kept like making new characters. Like throughout mm. the whole run, he's like, well. He's like, the- what are you talking about? I got all kinds of new mutants. Yeah. I keep making new mutants. Yes. And, uh, and and he kept like having characters like grow up or, or, or graduate from this school for <laughs> gifted youngsters uh-huh. and move on. And so by the time they get to like new mutants, the X-Men doesn't resemble what the X-Men were when Lee and Kirby were working on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, confused about what this graduation of moving on means for an X-Man. It means, I assume when you graduate, you become part of the team. You don't no. leave the school. No. When you, you graduate, that, but no. you pay your own rent. That's a graduation. You go and you get a job. You go get a job. <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Oh. that That's like, we're done with this character. This character's not going to be in the book anymore. Yeah. We got to get some new characters uh-huh. in here. What are you doing? Uh, I'm working a nine to five. Yeah. 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 Oh. What do you do with your powers? Uh, uh, once in a while, I don't have to pay my heating bill. Right. <laughs> yeah, in the winter, my heating bill's very low. Oh. Way to go, Sunspot. Because of audience's ability to connect with these characters, because there's like a thousand characters already, uh, X-Men becomes this runaway train of success, and Marvel keeps insisting on making more titles. And Claremont keeps wanting to write them. They're his characters. Right. Yeah, he's just like, well, well fine, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna write... If I'm, they're going to be in more books. Then I have to tell you all the characters that I made. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that knows what they're going to do. Right, right. But like that's unfeasible. Right. And then it's, it's like, okay, well then how about Louise Simonson, my editor and my writing partner, she'll write one of those books and I'll take over these books. Ah! And then eventually he leaves the book. Much to the delight of the people working mm-hmm. at Marvel because they're like, finally, we can just exploit this cash cow. Right. Ah, oh, thank you, Chris, for doing all the legwork. <laughs> so they turn the X-Men into this, like, chimera of books, which includes the <laughs> likes of Uncanny X-Men, X-Men, X-Factor, X-Force, Excalibur. I think that's it. And, of course, while Claremont was working on X-Men, they were also... Like, they came up with these ideas for, like, a story arc that uh-huh. Marvel was like, ooh, we could turn that story arc into an event. Can you make sure to do one of those every year? And we'll like put all the ti- all the titles will cross over. Yes. Yeah, like an X Men crossover. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. So every year X Men had to hit this like mark <sighs> of doing an event, and we've done a couple of them. Mm. Uh, the most recent in the timeline up until Fatal Attractions that we've done was Executioner Song, and by the time Executioner oh. Song came around, X Men readers were like, "Could you stop?" <laughs> no, 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 no. They they still bought it. Uh, Just not as much of it. Mm. I mean, if you look at the last, one of the last things that Claremont wrote in the timeline for X-Men, it was the adjectiveless X-Men number one with Jim Lee, which is still to date the highest selling comic book of all time. Mm. By that point, they were like, okay, so Magneto's the big bad guy now. And 
when Claremont was working on X-Men, he's like, no. Like, I had been working on this book for like a decade. <laughs> and in that decade, I redeemed Magneto and made him the leader of the X-Men. He, he can't go back to being <laughs> a bad guy. And they're like, yeah, but like, Listen to how good Magneto sounds. Well, look at him. Like, he's the... He's clearly a bad guy. Look he's, at his costume. He's... No, he changed his costume. Oh, oh yeah. He got a no. good guy costume? Uh, it sucks. But, like, uh, he's still got a different costume. I assume okay. he just didn't wear the helmet anymore. He did that, not wear the helmet on uh, Yeah, that... Like, that's good Magneto. Yeah, good Magneto. You know it because he doesn't need to hide himself. But, like, obviously, if we need to have our characters be appealing to new readers we need to be able to say who's the main bad guy of the x-men and then like at that point it's like i don't know mr sinister strife mojo like they're nobody mm -hmm. like who's our joker it's magneto yep bring him back bring, bring him, him back. back apocalypse yeah that's true it's a little complicated though he's got that whole egyptian mythology thing he's also the most powerful they can't fight the most powerful character ever now that being said that would make sense in, in, in fatal attractions they do make magneto the most powerful ever <laughs> but uh -huh. i digress so you know they they bring magneto back he's a bad guy again he gets the asteroid we, we've talked about x-men number one on other shows but mm. like he gets the asteroid m they mess it up you know and he and he and he, and he dies okay that's what happens before this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so we've done a couple other big seminal stories, uh, the most recent of which, of course, is Executioner's Song. So by the time we get to Fatal Attractions, we can dust off Magneto and bring him back again. Right. Now, of course, the other thing is that by this point in 1993, the X-Men animated series has already debuted. Mm. And it features all the characters you see in this book. Uh -huh. Because of course it does. Right. Actually, it's it's easy to jump into Fatal Attractions and impenetrable. <laughs> Depending on probably how much you care about. Big time, <laughs> and it has a lot to do with how History. much you give a shit. Right. Well, because... how much like a soap opera? Yes. Okay. Yep. When are you jumping in? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. And oh, these two characters totally in love. It'll they'll never bang. And this person's this person's half brother, mm -hmm. and they have a complicated history because they were the reigning uh, leader of this country. Yep. Or planet. And in, in this, it's the worst parts of a soap opera, uh -huh. where it's just continuity, mm. and it's just complicated, just to feel like it's for adults. Mm. And that's the, that's the big issue, is that for me, I feel like Fabian Nizieza and Scott Lodell have an unenviable task of trying to write like Claremont. <laughs> like but they, they're not him. But they're not. And Cla Cla Claremont wrote funny books. It's not like he's... He's not the end-all be-all when it comes to writing. It's not like when Jeff Johns tries to approximate Alan Moore. <laughs> and you're like, oh, don't even try. Like, it's an X-Men book at the end of the day. Right. And listen, this appealed to a lot of people, and so they were doing something right. Right. As long as it looked cool, it really didn't matter what the hell they were saying. Yeah, I'm looking at this art, and this is, uh... Garish? Yes. I think is the word. Yeah, Fatal Attractions, of course, it spans five different titles. Right. So you're seeing five different... Artists at this point who are trying to make a name for themselves because the image revolution has already begun two years prior. Yeah, you can tell. So you say garish, and I say like every one of these panels could be a poster. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. they're so crappily drawn. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, some of them are okay, but some mm -hmm. of them are just like real. There's not much detail. Yep, or too much detail. Or too much, or there's a lot of lines yes. to imply. Lines, lines were big in the 90s. Yeah. The more lines, the more you there's, thought it looked awesome. There's a lot of shit on their heads. But now you're talking about the Acolytes. They're wearing all this And the crap. Acolytes are 
from inception complicated looking. Yeah. Like they wear a lot of shit. They right. mostly operate in space anyway, so you gotta like explain how you can see them have cool costumes, display their powers, show off their goodies, and also still be able to function in space. Right. So like, what does that look like? It looks like a bunch of complicated crap. Yeah. The Acolytes are of course fanatic religious zealots who worship Magneto. Right. Who had uh, forced Magneto to become their kind of messiah back during the Asteroid M era. Yes, right. yes. Uh, a couple of them died, Magneto included, supposedly, and the Acolytes are kind of carrying a torch for him. They had been led by a dipshit named Fabian Cortez, mm. who they had just ousted because in this story they also debut a new fanatical Acolyte who leads them named Exodus, who is powerful. At this point, they don't know anything about Exodus except that he's pink, he's powerful, and he has a hard-on for Magneto. That's it. Okay. And he was powerful enough to kick Fabian Cortez to the curb. Mm. So the Acolytes are just kind of like following what they believe Magneto would have wanted that coincidentally factors into their prejudice against humankind. Okay. All right, that tracks. Right? Because, like, at the end of the day, Fatal Attractions is actually kind of about something... But you gotta get through all this shit. Right. Because, like, none of these stories were meant to be collected. <laughs> like, right? Like, they, they were not writing for the trade in these right. books. Oh, that sucks. So you're just, you're just getting as much shit as you can per book for a buck. Well, in a good way, buck that's 25. like every issue. Thank you. You can just pick well, up and, and, and feel like you got something exactly. for it. Exactly. I, I don't yeah. have a problem with that, necessarily. Right. And yeah, buck twenty-five. But they're also bigger because oh. it's the thirtieth anniversary of X-Men. Oh yeah, this one's four dollars. This would yeah. be a huge issue. It was or a something. big issue, and it had a foil cover. Oh. With holograms, and actually every tie-in or every book, every chapter, if you will, of Fatal Attractions is commemorated by having a holographic card embedded on the cover, <laughs> featuring a different X-Man. Are these cards you can collect? No. If you try to remove them, you will ruin your book. <laughs> they are the shape of a card and the weight of a card. And they're stuck to they your are, book. They are glued to the cover. So well, do not try to remove it's your It's already framed. Card. There you go. I gave you a picture. Exactly. <laughs> With and a listen, card in the middle. I'm, I, I don't know if those cards are available in trading card form. I know that during this time, they were also deep in the trading card market. And holographic cards were a thing. I don't know if they also parlayed these cards into other cards. Whatever. Anyway, so there's a lot of shit in this. But at the end of the day, this book is about bigotry. <laughs> Hard to believe. <laughs> but also it's about escalation. Mm. I think. I, I, I honestly think. Like the think, dangers of like constantly one-upping yes. your, your opponent. What's ironic? Because after Executioner's Song, this book or this story sold poorly. And they were trying to really get you to buy it. There were posters out before the story was coming out. <laughs> they, there was a lot of advertisements for it. And some seminal shit happens in it. But by the time they get to Fatal Attractions, people were like, not another one. Mm. And of course it looked bloated. You had a lot of colors, a lot of gimmick covers. Yeah. It, was just, uh, it, was just, it was just an overload of the senses. Right. People were starting to get wise to the fancy covers and stuff. If not wise, fatigued. Right. Just <laughs> visually exhausted. Yes. And then, of course, I mean, you open the cover and it's just art. Yeah. 
but it's about escalation. So here's what the story is. Okay. Now that we're half an hour into the episode. The Acolytes are trying to collect mutants of their own to fill in their ranks. They attack humans because fuck them. <laughs> the, the Acolytes are mutants, right? They are, yes. Okay, they're trying to get more. They want to get more people. Uh, okay. Right. And, they wanna, and, and they're, they're, they're targeting children because, okay. you know... That's what, the does. That's what the X does. That's what the X Men do, and we're the real X Men. They don't call themselves that, but right. they kind of fancy themselves like kind of important. The acolytes attack. The X Men respond, and that's it. Okay. Like it just keeps going back and forth. More or less. Uh, meanwhile, there's also, of course, the ongoing debate about the mutant problem. Right. Uh, Professor X is it's politics and crap. Yeah. Uh, Senator Robert Kelly, of course, is mm. like. He's always been a proponent of the Mutant Registration Act, which has just been shot down. Mm. But he's still out there complaining about mutants. Right. <laughs> uh, Professor X debates him on TV. Also, uh, Graydon Creed is uh, brought in on like this telecast to just be the token racist who just complains endlessly about X about, about, about mutants. Yeah. And then they bring in Professor. And then they bring in Beast, like, via satellite to debate him mm -hmm. while they have Kelly and Xavier debate in studio, <laughs> which is, like, an overly complicated program. It's like, it's like these guys have never watched Hardball or any other TV at that time. Right. And be, don't forget, Dr. Henry McCoy, super smart, super intelligent, super erudite. Super blue. All, super blue. All he does against Creed is deliberately insult him. And make like raspberry sounds. Like he just calls him a racist. <laughs> and when Graydon Creed tries to make a point, Beast is like, oh, wait, you f I can't hear you through your like clan's robe. Like it's just, it's just, <laughs> like, he's not debating him. He's not debating him at all. He's just like baiting him. He's, he's, you know. Yeah. He gets him to call him a freak. Yeah. Which like, which oh, Which I no. guess is like, yeah, see? Right. So you're, what, a, he was, you're a bigot. You he was me a doing freak. it just right. to anger him and like throw him off his game. I guess so, but like he doesn't then one up him with like a logical argument. No, the, the, the whole thing just devolves, and Xavier's like, "Oh God!" And right. then at home, all the X Men are like, "Woo! He really got him!" And it's like, I like that because it's kind of like, as a kid, you're reading this and you're like, "Oh, that's fun!" Like, look at how Beast just calling out abject racism. Like, what a what a what a what a hero. Right. Meanwhile, Xavier is frustrated because it's like, no man. Like right. we need to, we need to win their like respect. Yeah. Or we we need to defeat them through logic and reason, not, not annoy them. them into submission. Right. But it does feel momentarily satisfying mm -hmm. to get one over on them. Yeah, yeah. To just like straight up say what you think. Yeah. To and, their face and, and just make fun of them for the clowns they are. Yeah. Uh, also, at this point, Professor X is incredibly stressed out. Mm. He's freaking out, like, About all the time. It's just, just everything. Just, just, just everything. Just, just it's so, all just so, so much. So all these titles, all these different teams everywhere. It's yes. a lot to keep track of. A lot of mutants. They all have complicated backstories. At least two <laughs> of them are None of my alumni are, are donating to the school. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, all these graduates, they're not getting real jobs. <laughs> they're just joining other X-Men teams. Right. That doesn't pay. <laughs> that doesn't pay me. Um, so yeah, he's stressed out. He's just—it's he, just—it's a lot. Yeah. You know, he's like sequestering himself and is in a quarters that none of the X Men ever know about, and just like letting his beard grow in, and and, oh. just, and just like hooking himself up to Shi'ar technology so that it'll like keep him awake longer, so he can keep like managing shit. It's just like, dude, 
I thought he was just like trying to bang Lalandra. No, no. I need La- I need Shear Robo legs. Lalandra tries to like call him and tell him to chill out, and he doesn't. He doesn't take the call. Anyway, so th- that that's that's like some things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Charles. Uh, what's all, what also occurs is uh, Colossus is increasingly stressed out and frustrated. Oh, he's had to kill people during missions, and he's his oh. parents had just recently passed away, and uh, and he's just like remember. Because we just did Giant Size X Men number one, like he was just a, a a simple country bumpkin from the like from, from the motherland, right? Yeah. And then Professor X shows up in his in, in his fancy takes him away from all that jet and takes him away. Yeah. And Colossus is lamenting the fact that he's like constantly been kept away from home and away from his family, and then his parents pass away, and he's like, and I wasn't, oh, there, I wasn't there for there. that. I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. I was out being an X Man. Yeah. And of course, his sister uh, is complicated in her own right because Ileana you know she has been a little girl she's been aged up to be a teenager <laughs> during that time she was best friends with Kitty Pride Shadowcat Colossus's girlfriend right then she was brought back to being a little girl and she still kind of remembers being friends with Shadowcat who's now 18 yeah <laughs> oh and also she gets the legacy virus really? is that happening in this yes oh and the legacy virus is AIDS Right. Yeah, for mutants. Like, there's no cure. There's no cure, and you know, that's it. It's just. It's just. It's 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 just AIDS. It's just AIDS. That's not the premise for this book, right? That's not the fatal attractions. Like the legacy virus isn't like the thing that's killing people. No, no, it's just an important plot point. Uh, They've all got important plot points. Everyone. Well, everyone's everyone's got. Everyone's got their story. There's infighting with the acolytes. There's two acolytes who don't agree with the killing methods. Mm. You know. And, uh, and, of course, there's Exodus to, to consider. Don't give me shit about, like, the Acolytes, yeah. man. What, are you trying Make to pitch a book? bad guys. We're, we're getting an Acolytes book after this? Come on. Well, so, we do they're a dynamic team, too. I mean, We've like, already seen the Acolytes be bad guys. What if they were trying to not be bad guys? No, they're, no, they're bad guys. <laughs> they're murdering human beings. Yeah, but, like, what if they could be more bad guys? But they've got a... What like, I really want to be bad. Like, you're holding me back. Yeah, well, and that, there's drama there. That's a book. That's a buck 25. <laughs> Ileana <laughs> contracts the legacy virus, and, and she dies eyes in this book. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry I didn't sip up my coffee just a second later. I could have done a spit take on I would rather you that didn't, because there's coffee in there. That's not a stunt mug. <laughs> so, yeah, Ileana, uh, there's, a, there's a great issue within this that I had, irrespective of Fatal Attractions. It's just a great book. Mm-hmm. I, Ileana takes a turn for the worse while Colossus is on a mission mm. with a couple of other X-Men that Xavier strong-arms into going on a mission to deal with because they basically they're, they're they, they they get these readings that there's like this crazy powerful mutant and they're trying to find it and they can't and then uh by the time colossus comes home iliana's already passed away oh jeez. so he missed the death of his parents he missed his, his sister's sister. death yes yeah. so he is f- f- upset <laughs> for lack of a better word yeah uh and the issue is amazing because it's all told from jubilee's perspective who has virtually no connection with iliana whatsoever what are you no. talking about she's the narrator for the x-men she's our character she is she's our avatar uh, which is too bad <laughs> you know because of how, how 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 unpopular she is the whole issue is just jubilee laments iliana's disease right and uh, and she's shadow cat to- doesn't I she, feel like Shadowcat would be the one to be like, she was my friend. Kitty spends all her time with Ileana. But she's also like, they're trying to demonstrate like the difference between Jubilee and Shadowcat. Because Shadowcat <laughs> was the Jubilee of the 80s. Right. And, you know, Jubilee is the Jubilee of the 90s. Uh-huh. So. Shadowcat's you know, been there. Yeah, she's been there. She's done that. She's more mature. Like, 
I love it because in the book, you know, like Shadowcat is like an adult and they treat her like one. She's like, God, like, I can't believe how long ago, like I was just a little kid and I was in love with this, this man, Peter and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you look 30 <laughs> and she's 18. Right. And which means like Jubilee must be what? Like 15? I mean, I it actually really ages you. It, it, yes. <laughs> Sometimes uh, with untold alien technology. I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, basically Ileana starts to starts to to go. And Xavier's like, okay. So he grabs this like crazy ass Shi'ar helmet and he pops on on her head. And Moira McTaggart's there and she's like, like, dear God, what is that? Why what you does putting it do? all this shit on and he her? Goes, I, I have no idea what this is or what it does. <laughs> I just thought uh, maybe I, a I'm helmet I'm not going to do nothing. Right. Colossus is pissed. Yeah. And it's funny because like, I remember the X-Men, and when I was reading at the time, Colossus was not on the team. And I really missed Colossus. Mm. So when I had this issue, I'm like, ooh, look, Colossus! I, look, I loved, in, when I was a kid, my two favorite X-Men, Nightcrawler and Colossus. Why? I liked how they looked the best. Right. They looked the coolest. That's yeah. it. They one's a giant metal guy, designs. one's a per blue demon. Yep, they both look dope. Their costumes are awesome. I noticed that Ileana has a Nightcrawler, like, toy. Plushie. Yeah. yeah. Which, she's a big uh, fan of Nightcrawler. She is. Uh, more, more she's a fan of that doll. We see uh, that doll a lot. Uh. Ileana, when she has, like, a seizure, she drops the doll. And Jubilee is like, there's nothing I could do. And all I could do is get her her doll back. And I feel like an idiot because, like, that's all I could have done in that situation. And I, mm. like, I feel so helpless and useless. But, like, I guess that's enough. And that's, it's like, oh, that's true. Like, mm. that's really cool. Like, well, that's also a really nice yeah. touching point for, like, someone who is passing away or someone who is dying of like, a what disease can you do? and you can't do anything. Exactly. Like, you're helpless at, at that time. Yeah. It's cool stuff. Good. G great issue for Jubilee and everyone else involved. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So she, she passes away. And then they have her funeral. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Everyone shows up. They bring in everyone from all the books. Havoc and Strong Guy are there. But they have this funeral for Ileana. And then Magneto shows up. Oh, God. And he's like, I'm alive! What up, motherfuckers? <sighs> Magneto! Magneto, this is not the time. And he's Magneto, like, from the video game, where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I welcomed her to die! <laughs> Bingo. And the Acolytes are there, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna roll in and take shit over! <laughs> Who wants to join up with us? Because right. the because Magneto, well, like, all the X Men are there, like all the characters. Yeah. Like you couldn't have picked a worse yeah, time. No, it's the best time. Yeah, but they're all start sad. They're all sad. They can't fight. Yeah, and maybe some of them are susceptible to our oh like, yeah. to our sales pitch. Look what happened to one of you. She's just what? <laughs> but she uh, got the legacy virus, and your pathetic X Men couldn't save yeah, her. None of us have freaking mutant <laughs> powers that involve curing legacy virus. Oh, well, it's if, if you come join with me, you'll be able to stop people yeah, from no. dying. Oh, I see. Good call, yeah, Palpatine. You'll become so powerful. Becomes, yeah. <laughs> so, Look, I'm Magneto. I was dead. I'm back. Yeah. yeah. Magneto, I conquered death. Magneto literally, yes. Yes, he does. And also, like, okay, so Magneto <laughs> really hasn't given up on the whole space base thing. So, Asteroid M, fucked. Okay, what do I do now? Well, coincidentally... When Cable came from the future, he brought his orbiting space station called the Grey Malkin, which is named after the street that the Xavier School is on. 
And uh, he loses it because it breaks. And then Magneto takes like pieces of Asteroid M and a big chunk of the Grey Malkin, slaps that together, sticks it back in space, and then moves in. And Cable's super upset because like that's my home and that's my only piece of the future. And plus right. my, my AI, the professor, is like my friend and it's on board and it's helping you like, you know, wipe your ass and make coffee and stuff. And that's no good. <laughs> well, so I guess you shouldn't have left it undefended yeah, then. That's <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that's my home and I'm calling it Avalon now, so fuck uh, you. I call this uh, legitimate salvage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's more powerful, and he mentions, like, because of some, some bullshit you did, in, like, ten issues ago, I'm even more powerful than I ever been. And it's like, <sighs> maybe, I maybe I could have seen that. No! Yeah. Just like you coming back to life. Exposition. Yeah. Yep. It's more dramatic on the soap opera when oh. the door opens up and you're expecting someone oh. else, and it's the bad guy. There's a scene where... I thought you were dead. Yeah. There's a scene where they board the Grey and Cable and his team. And when they get up there... There's like a barobed character who's like, oh, I run this place now. And it's like, it's obviously Magneto. Yeah, oh, Magneto. The next Is he Magneto. like, cry singing like, oh. No, no, it's just literally. I haunt this place. No, he's just wearing a robe because he's like really high on himself. And then you, like, you look to the next page and he's freaking Magneto. Right. Uh, but they, they, they try to take it from him. They're like, hey, this is, our, this is our home, man. This is our base. Fuck you. And Magneto's like, wow. <laughs> Cable, you have... Half your body made of metal, <laughs> and just fucks up Cable's day. Turns just, it inside out. He just ruins Cable, and then uh, Cable gets friggin' he, he ditches and he takes Professor the AI off of the ship, and uh, and, and leaves with his tail between his legs. Mm. Magneto's like, I'm really powerful. Yeah. So okay. then Magneto shows up at the funeral, and he's like, right. "What up? I'm recruiting." And the X-Men are like, that's in poor taste. And then a fight breaks out. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's super uncomfortable for everybody. And ultimately... Oh, God. Oh, yes. Oh, don't forget. That has happened so many times oh. when you were turning the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John Arena Jr. is especially interested in playing with the format and turning the goddamn book sideways. Is Colossus burning art? Yeah, Colossus is an artist. Oh. And, he, and he's real sad. Oh, oh. He's, oh, he's so melodramatic about it. <laughs> He, he's like, he's super sad. Oh, I also forgot to mention that in a previous event, Colossus got like hit in the head and has like a dent in his like metallic hide. Oh. And as a result, what? he can't depower. Oh, oh otherwise so he's stuck he'll die. As Colossus now? No, he's just stuck. He's he just can't stuck. turn it off. So he's oh. just always metal. And that's like a metaphor for his cold, steely oh, heart. Right. And now he, no one can get in, man. Yeah. You gotta yeah. depower, Colossus. You gotta let us in. Yeah. And he can't because of his injury. Right. Well, he's been injured. He's, he's Magneto got this, could he's fix got that. He could just undent him. <laughs> you know what's funny? He doesn't. <laughs> and it's weird that he doesn't Bink. do that. Yeah, here, look. Think. But uh, oh, thank you. But he's really sad, and everyone's blaming the dent for why he's like so sad about his parents dying and his sister being uh, like killed by this horrible virus. Hey, could but, you dead my forehead so everyone knows I'm damaged? <laughs> It's not an aesthetic choice, but he, uh, yeah, he has this scene where he like gets a trash barrel out in the front yard of the school, and he's burning his art. And Kitty shows up, and she's like, "What are you doing, man?" He's like, "This is art that was created for pleasure, and I'm incapable of feeling that now because I failed to protect my sister, and I don't feel anything." And she tries to kiss him, and he just stands there and lets her kiss him, and mm. you know, and he's, she's like, "Oh my God, you're so cold and unfeeling," and he's like, "That's my heart," you know, and you're like, "Shut up." <laughs> Like, I get it. It's sad. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I think I understand this now. That's me. Why does the art 
change Const radically. Like, look at this. Yeah. And then look at, at that. that. I know. And then this. This is the same character. Yeah, I know. It as looks this. totally different. Like, what the fuck is happening? Well, this issue in particular, I think, is drawn by a number of artists. Yeah, it must and be. And they're all, like, kind of trying trying to make it feel not as jarring when different people take over. Right. Like, no, no, no. It's all different all the time. Just yeah. get used to it. Just get used to it. That way you can pick up Fatal Attractions, Uncanny X-Men, or you can pick up X-Force, and you won't be, like, like so whoa, thrown off. so different. Because I'm throwing you off all the time. Right, yeah. yeah. Everyone's jumping in and helping each other out. We're all yeah. bebop and scatting throughout can, this book. If you can never get your feet under you, then you'll never feel unsettled. <laughs> exactly. Because you'll be unsettled all the time. <laughs> yeah. It'll be your new you'll norm. You'll just get used it's to that. It's a brilliant strategy. Way better than it was. <laughs> it is irresponsible how much the Acolytes appear in this book. Uh, so anyway, they, they, Magneto shows up at the, at the funeral, and he's like, what up? Let's do this. And Colossus is like, I'm going with you. Oh. Like, I'm in. Right. And the X-Men are like, fuck oh! everything. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's it. I'm finally going. Okay. Does he promise him anything? No. Like, if you come with me, Colossus, no. I'll make you... No. Magneto makes a... You'll be the most powerful See, mutant ever. What would be hilarious is if no one wants to go and Magneto just picks up Colossus and be like, you're coming with me. Because you can't move. I'm, I'm Magneto. You can't depower. You're always metal. Exactly. Puppet. What's weird is, like, they, they blame everything except for that on why Colossus leaves. But, like, Colossus is just like, I'm leaving. And Magneto's like, good. Magneto tries to give his sales pitch where he's just like, our dreams are not so different, uh, except like for the part where yours doesn't work, Charles. Your dream sucks because like you think coexistence is the key, and mine is, you know, genocide. Right. And and, and Colossus is like, maybe I'll go with him, and I'll come up with like, well, look, we can all agree, Professor, that your dream is a lie. Like it doesn't work because my my sister's dead. And like so, that's not about coexistence, what? man. Nope, 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 nope. You see, and I was out doing a mission for you, yep. and I wasn't there when she died. He's in a he's in an emotional state. Yeah, right. And he's susceptible, he's he's and he needs a change. Yeah, he he's looking for a change. Yeah, and so he joins the acolytes with Magneto. So it does the most extreme thing possible. That's right. Well, it's a comic book. Look at this. Look at this. Look at all these words that Magneto's saying. I, this is insanity. That's his eulogy. No. And they're all just watching yeah, him while he eulogy. says all this crap. Yeah. It's like, this would take like a minute or two. <laughs> Magneto talks the most out of everyone in this book. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, I was wounded. I was yeah. mortally you wounded. You thought I died, but no. And one of my acolytes sacrificed herself for me. Like, what? What does that mean? Again, in the video game, yeah, he's like, he's like floating around. He's like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what is, what that? is all that? I thought he just moved metal around. But yeah. Like, no, he has like, he has like, well, he can control electromagnetic <laughs> fields. Yeah. Which I guess, and when they, when you went, when you, when you mentioned electro anything, right? We That's control it. electricity. Lightning. lightning. Oh, got you got it. lightning powers. Got it. Got it. No, wait. <laughs> nope, I got it. Squiggly lines everywhere. Electromagnetic just means you're running a current through something so it becomes magnetic. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Creating but he a current can also right shoot now. current out of his body. Yeah. But it's just, you're just magnetic. That doesn't mean no. you have control over electricity. No, I have, oh, God. I have so anyway, he, he leaves with, uh, with Colossus. Well, Colossus gets on the, on the ship with the Acolytes. Right. Um, Professor X and Magneto, like, grapple. They have, like, a fight, kind of. Oh. And uh, basically, Magneto's, like... I'm gonna fucking kill everybody. Like, Magne when Magneto returns, he's a little messed up. Mm. He's kind of damaged. <laughs> yeah. And 
it's like a parallel with Colossus, where it's like they were both injured, and so as a result, they're they're acting out of character. But like that's where the comparison ends. Right. Uh, Magneto basically is just like, I am gonna mess everything up. Like I'm back, and I'm more powerful than ever, and I'm gonna use my power to kill like all the humans eventually. Like he's like, I'm gonna do it eventually. Like right. now, I am so hyped up later, and it's like, dude, just shit her to get off the pot. Like you, you crash a child's funeral. Do you not see how inappropriate you're being right now? You know, he's got the gray Malkin and he fucking throws that in the air. And one day, one day! No, oh, soon! Oh. No, no, he is acting like it's happening right now, but then, like, he never actually does it. So like, you have to assume that he's going to do it any minute. Which is why Professor X and everyone else is, like, on fucking, like, pins and needles. They're just like, oh my god, he is, he is proclamating right now at this child's funeral. I guess he's going to, like, mess everything up right now. Right. But no, he's just like, I'm leaving, goodbye. And I'm he's just like, here to tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, which is like, he does that, like, all the time in the 90s. He's just waiting yeah. for you to stop me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rogue tries to tap his powers. She, like, flies in and kisses him, because, of course, they've had a little bit of a, of a, of a oh. thing. Uh, and that's always been a point of contention for uh, Rogue and Gambit, of course, who, of course, they're in the middle of the ongoing saga of mm. will they, won't they, Rogue and Gambit. So Rogue goes over there, and the first thing she does to, to try and absorb Magneto's powers is, is smooch him. Yep. And Magneto <laughs> lets her do it. With her pink... Soft pimple. I mean, so it rips. actually kind of makes sense because her face is the only part of her that's, that's exposed. exposed. Yes, and so it's like she can take her glove. And his the only face, part that makes he's exposed. That's right. That's so true. she's just gonna smoosh her face up. Or she's gonna rip over gloves and grab him in the face. Yeah, which is, which is cool, but like it's more dramatic. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she wanted to shut him up, she'd just like put her hand over his mouth. Yeah. That would be cool. Well, except that when she kisses him, like she absorbs his powers. And she's like, what the hell? Like, you're not beaten. He's like, that's because I'm so goddamn powerful. You could take 50% of my powers and I'd still be 100% in capacity. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not how, how math works, man. No, but I'm no, Magneto. But I, but yeah. One of my powers my, is that Rogue I, can't easily take my powers. Uh, and then, like, they throw all the many powers. And, like, Bishop shows up and Bishop has, like, a redemptive arc because in the beginning of the book, he's like, hey, Professor, I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, you know, I had an arc where I came from the future and I did my thing, but like, what am I still doing here? I should leave. And Professor X is like, no, I don't accept your resignation. And Bishop's like, thanks. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And it's like, what the fuck? And then Bishop shows up and he's like, oh, I'm going to fight you, Magneto. And he gets beaten. And Magneto's like, Bishop... You shouldn't even be here. You're from the future. Don't throw your 90s action figures at me. I'm Magneto, bitch. So he beats everybody. And he just he just slaps everybody around and 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 then he and then Colossus leaves. And you know, and, and Professor X is like, no, and he jumps on Magneto. And Magneto like flies up into space where my, where Professor X can't can't follow. Right. Uh, and so, you know, but he lets Charles drop. Mm. And so Charles falls and he's like, and and as he's falling, he's like, finally. <laughs> Like, maybe I can just die. And then Archangel grabs him and he's like, thank you, Archangel. Oh, All right, thanks. thanks. Yeah, I guess. Bitch. Yeah. So. Guess I didn't want to. Ma Magneto goes into space, boards the Grey Malkin. He's got Colossus. He's got the Acolytes. And he's got his, 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 his divine purpose, which is he's going to fuck everybody's day up. Uh, he takes a minute and he goes to visit his wife's, his dead wife's grave and like let, you know, any, any, any mourns for her. Uh -huh. uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. But so. Mm. When Magneto goes into space, S.H.I.E.L.D. slash everyone enacts the Magneto Protocols. Because <laughs> okay. Magneto's already declared war on the planet before. They create like an anti-Magneto 
shield around the Earth to keep him from being able to use his powers while he's on Earth. <laughs> okay. What? Yep. The Magneto Protocols involved a massive coordination of every country on the planet and quadrillions of dollars in order to create, like, literally a fucking force field around the planet to keep Magneto from, like, returning slash enacting his plan, which is, of course, killing every human life on the planet. Why would like, they just do that all the time? Uh, because, I guess, for any, another, uh, for any number of reasons why you wouldn't leave something like that on all the time. Like, it, I guess it's a lot, a, it takes a lot of energy, yeah. it's really expensive, right. it, it's impractical. What about all of our aliens that come to visit all the time? <laughs> like, you know. What about messing up our own technology, probably? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, you know, we've only turned it on once and it's right now. Right. So... Okay. So they do this, right? right? The Earth is like, so Magneto shows up. He's like, I'm gonna fuck up everything. And then the Earth is like, okay, we're gonna lock the door. <laughs> and Magneto's like, oh, how it. dare they? <laughs> so he goes into orbit. But it's supposed to be mine. Yeah. He's like, what? That's it. That's the last straw. You're, you're looking at the... The, the tie-in issue that explains, like, why he looks young, uh, is powerful, but is still a Holocaust survivor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry, he's the same exact guy. Yeah. He's just totally different. He's just, he's just also hot and can bang rogue sometimes. So, Magneto's like, fuck that. So then he launches via his, you know, considerable power an EMP and shuts off all electronics on the Earth. Oh. Killing hundreds of thousands of people. You know, like, people in planes and cars and hooked up to machines. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Damn. And so, Professor X is like, <sighs> Okay. That's... Like, this is the culmination of... Because throughout the whole of Fatal Attractions, and indeed from, like, Executioner Song onward, Professor X has been like, <sighs> Like, everything That's... has been... Super stressful and frustrating, and so this is the this is the breaking point for him. Right. Where he's like, okay, I know that like I've been bound by the Comics Code Authority to like not want to kill people and stuff, despite the right. fact that I have Wolverine on my team. Yeah. But like, <laughs> okay, Magneto has crossed a line. Yeah. He's killed too many people. He's killed too many people, and he did it like for no reason. Like he's just freaking out. Well, he like, did right. it because like they dare insult him by like keeping him out. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's like, I am forming a strike team that I don't expect will return mm. to go board the Grey Malkin and deal with Magneto. <laughs> All right. Don't bring any metal. Yeah, don't bring Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> don't send don't anyone with metal. Ah, okay. So, you no, had one job. Professor X puts on a Shi'ar exosuit that uses psionic power that he, of course, has considerable amount of mm -hmm. in order to enable him to walk so that he can lead the strike force to fight Magneto. That's really so necessary? Stupid. Well, why wouldn't he wear that all the time so he can walk all the time? Because it taxes his mental powers. You oh. know, he's like, it, it's, it, it's, it's painful to use the suit. I see. He doesn't look in pain, he just looks mad. Well, he's always mad. Well, I'm so determined. That's his That's secret. A secret. <laughs> He does look very determined. That's his face all the yeah. time. But the reason why he does it in the first place, and because Cyclops is like, what are you doing? No offense, but like, you're not exactly a tactician. Look, right. I get that you started the team, yeah. but when we all talk about a leader, it's me. Literally, Cyclops. There, there, he, Professor X has a history of doing this because 
actually in 84's Secret Wars, when Professor X can walk again and Cyclops had graduated and Storm was the leader, the second that Professor X is like, I can walk again, I'm the leader of the X-Men. <laughs> That's what it requires to be the leader. You have to have functioning legs. Yep. Uh, no, I can lead. Let's do this. And Storm goes, you're playing a dangerous game, Xavier. <laughs> a dangerous game. Like, I am going to lightning bolt your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Put you back in that chair so fast. Jeez. Yeah. So Professor X has kind of a history of like, oh, I can walk again? I guess I should lead. Right. Uh, but Weird. actually he's doing it and because he, he talks to Cyclops and he's like, no, son. If we don't make it back, we need someone who can lead the X-Men. Mm. Like, I'm leaving a contingent of X-Men who could theoretically still be X-Men and have books if we don't make it back from this fight. Right. And Cyclops is like, fair enough! So, the X-Men go up to the Grey Malkin, they bo well, Avalon, mm. I'm sorry. Right. That's what Cable called it. Mm -hmm. When Magneto is on board, it is called the Avalon. Or Avalon. When Magneto's on board, it's called Avalon. So, the X-Men board, and they get in there, and they infiltrate, and, they, and they're like, this is easy. Like, getting on board and not having to deal with Acolytes. Mm. And then they access the computer systems, and they teleport all the Acolytes and Exodus into escape pods and outside. Like, just get off. Mm -hmm. So Magneto so is vulnerable and, and alone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Why wouldn't Professor X just take over their minds and have them attack Magneto? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because they wanted something for Colossus to do. So Colossus is the one who deactivates the security systems and allows the X-Men to board. Oh. Because he was so upset by what Magneto did and killed all those people. Oh, okay. That's cool. So it's not a red herring where he's just like, I'll go with Magneto and I'll betray him eventually. Like, I'm going to be on your on your side, yeah. Magneto. Don't worry, Professor. Yeah, <laughs> like they had a psychic conversation where it's like, let's get him on board. Yeah. No. No, it's just he crossed a line. God damn it. Yeah. He, it's just right after Colossus joined his team, he immediately crossed a line. Yes. Oh. Like he always was going to. Of course. I should have seen this. Your whole plan is killing all of mankind. Oh, that's right. You already you did talked a little about bit of that. That was upset. Upset. I feel like Colossus is very unsympathetic in this story. Yeah. Like... Fair. You lost your parents, you lost your sister, I get it, but like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So, so you betrayed like, you know, everything Magneto, you've ever believed in? Yeah. Magneto talks a big game, but like, he doesn't, I don't think he actually wants to kill everybody. That's his approach. That's just like what he says. He's, he's very theatrical. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just a hurt. He's like me, person. burning my like art. Me, I get it. Yeah, like, sometimes yeah. I want to kill all humans, you know? Yeah, but like, but I, I don't, don't actually do it, and he won't either. Oh, look at there. Oh, look, he just killed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Damn it. And like for no good reason. And he was, he led an organization that he called the Brotherhood of Evil <laughs> Mutants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, not to mention the fact that like his acolytes were slaughtering humans in the beginning of the story. Right. And like he didn't punish them at all. Right. He was totally down with that. So the X-Men engaged Magneto. And uh, Magneto's like, you fools, I defeated you easily on the ground. What makes you think you could do it in space? Right. Um, That's a good point. We didn't think this through. Yeah. yeah, there's metal everywhere. They also bring Quicksilver. Oh. I, I believe they do it because they think it'll distract Magneto because it's his son. Mm. Uh, he also plays a role in Fatal Attractions, but like in other books that aren't X-Men, where uh, you know the Acolytes, are, the Acolytes still think that Magneto's dead, so they try to bring in Quicksilver because he's the son of Magneto. And right. Quicksilver's like, oh, hard pass. No, I hate my dad. Yeah, please. And they're, and they're like, yeah, but you're like angry and like you kind of look like him a little bit. So anyway, but Quicksilver's on the team too. Yeah. He's just like, I'm in. 
And Magneto's like, oh, my son, you poor boy. And so he throws him away. And uh, as he, like, violently defeats his son, Wolverine's like, oh, that tears it. I'm gonna use my adamantium claws to kill Magneto. And so he slashes Magneto. This is the second time we've seen Wolverine attack Magneto. The other time was in X-Men 1, where Wolverine attacks Magneto on an orbiting space station. <laughs> and he uses his claws to do so. And he cuts Magneto, shows no blood, but Magneto is horribly hurt, both physically and emotionally. <laughs> How dare you? Literally. Like, yeah. in the first one, he's like, I can't believe you did that, Wolverine. Like, we used to work together, and then you have the audacity to slash me with your adamantium claws? And it's like, dude, what? <laughs> and in this one, he does the same thing. And he's like, oh, Logan, you poor hapless son of a bitch. In the first time, the first time we did this, Peter David didn't pitch that I should pull your adamantium skeleton out of your body. <laughs> now I have that idea. Oh, and no. so he just goes like, ho ho, and quotes Shakespeare at him while he wrenches the adamantium free. Wow. And Well, he's presumably bleeding severely oh, from yeah. the claw strike. Oh, sure. but we can't show that. No, we didn't show that. We don't that would be violent. You can't see it. And also he just like shrugs it off, I guess. Yeah. But then he's like, Ooh. does he have a healing factor? Everyone has a healing factor. If you're a mutant, you have a healing factor. Well, he's so powerful. No, if you have powers in the Marvel Universe, you also have a healing factor. Right. And so Otherwise, getting, how would you do anything? Getting yeah. slashed through your midsection by adamantium claws. Yeah. Maybe Magneto created like a field against his internal organs. Uh, every piece so of me is only... infused with metal. I, I drink iron on a daily basis. Right. Uh, or he just created a field around them, so it's like it's like two batteries trying to connect to each other. Uh, anyway. How come they're sometimes calling him Magnus? Because his name is Eric Magnus Lenscher. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, before it was Eric Lenscher, it was Magnus. Like, they... Yeah. Magneto has had many names over the years. Max, Magnus, Eric... <laughs> what do you think of this yep. onomatopoeia they used for the adamantium being pulled out of Wolverine? I think it's excellent. <laughs> I don't know what else you do, so yeah. It's metal being wrenched out of a body. Yeah. You know when uh, the T-1000 is like creaking? Yeah, that's yeah, the sound. That's the sound. I think it's pretty good. Wolverine is wrecked. He's the most popular character in this book. He is used to no effect and then loses his skeleton. Uh, by the way, they didn't know that his claws weren't metal until now. Like, they, they were like, oh shit, we pulled his adamantium out, but he's Wolverine! What are we gonna do? So then, of course, a couple of, about an issue later, they, re they find out there's bone claws. Mm. And Which actually, makes no sense. Well, depending on how, on what piece of art you're looking at. Because yeah. they're like thin. They're very thin. Yeah, they're like, no, that was artistic license. Actually, they were, they were thick. How come, I mean, I don't understand the mechanics of this fight. Because yes. it's literally they just throw... Magneto and Professor X, yep. Jean, Jean Grey, Grey, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Well, Quicksilver was just defeated. Yep. But uh, uh, Wolverine mm -hmm. and uh, Carthrone Guy. Yeah, Gambit. Uh, Gambit. Gambit is there. And they're literally just, just standing there watching <laughs> as first Wolverine cuts 
Magneto, and yep. then Magneto talks about what he's going to do, yep. and then Professor X says, no, for the love of God, don't do this, <laughs> and then watches as Magneto talks a bunch and pulls out the adamantium from Wolverine. Yes. Like, they could have stopped him. Wolf and, and, and Magneto's helmet is off. Yeah. So, just, like, yeah. why don't you just stop him? Right. Well, because we need this to happen. <laughs> I know, but, like, why did you take his helmet off then? Right. Well, like, be well because of what it was going to follow. Well, yeah, so after this happens, after then... This ha well, we got to make sure this happens, though. Well, but then leave the helmet on, and then right after they rip the adamantium out, have someone knock it off yeah. while he's distracted. Yeah, they should. And then mind whammy him. I agree. Like, what? Yeah. No, I, I can't look as upset or shocked when Magneto, when uh, Wolverine cuts me if my helmet's still on. That's the thing. Like, I want to draw Magneto in this fight with yep. his helmet off because yep. that looks cool. He's mm -hmm. got the white hair. Love yeah. his hair. Yeah. You can see yeah. him fully emoting. Right. Yeah, but then it doesn't make sense what's happening. No one cares. You're the only one arguing. Like, that's that's their approach. Know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like arguing with you. You see these panels where they're all just standing there's like, there. There's four superpowered beings just going, Whoa! <laughs> and Quicksilver's fast! <laughs> like, yes. Why did you get rid of the Acolytes? They could have been distracting them. Yes, I know. So, uh, he does this, and, 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 and Xavier's like, This is the tipping point. You've crossed the line. Now you've crossed the line. It wasn't killing hundreds of thousands of people. Thousands of people. Yep. It's this too. That was whoa. What? what? That, that was messed up. That's you don't do that to Wolverine. That was Wolverine messed up. was the best at what he does, and that is market to kids. Yeah. Well, like plus it looks really gross. Yeah. And can you imagine how much it hurt? No, right? no, no, no. No. That's that is, not alright. That is monstrous. Not okay. So <laughs> Can't I believe will... not every X-Man is just going. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just dry heaving. Oh my god. And you can't just put it back in. No. You can't. You can't, I can't, I'm just trying oh. to shove it back in, it won't go in. No, they can't just put it back in. I mean, Until Magneto could. Later or they do, oh, I guess. Yeah, but, well, Magneto, but he's not gonna. No. He offers to do it later on. Oh, yeah? And Wolverine's like, nah, I'm gonna wait for Apocalypse to do it. So, uh, then Professor X uses his mind powers to, of course, erase Magneto's mind. He doesn't erase like everything. He takes he basically takes on like his malice and his hatred and his like, <laughs> he just takes away everything that makes him a dipshit. Right. And puts him into a comatose state. Mm. And what's great is as he's doing it, Magneto says, Charles, I, I never thought you would ever do this. And then falls apart. And everyone yeah, well, I never thought you'd rip out freaking yeah, Adamantium yeah. for a Wolverine. But like, but like, and, and, and when you're looking at this as like a logical person just trying to comprehend this story, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> Wolverine attacks Magneto, Magneto pulls out the Adamantium, Professor X pulls out Magneto's consciousness, and then like, and everyone's like, I can't, every time that they do it, yeah. like, I can't believe you're doing this. Yeah. But like, it is kind of about an escalation. Yeah, where yeah. It's like, you, each time they're well, trying to one-up each Wolverine's, other. And Wolverine's like rationale for cutting Magneto open yeah. is that like, you just like Attacked knocked Quicksilver. your son out. Yeah. Like you, so you're great. You're clearly like dangerously exactly. unstable. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you did that. So it's like, yeah, everyone's using everyone's the trying to prior use thing to, to justify, justify their actions. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of cool, but I think it's an accident. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he mind wipes Magneto yeah. and then Colossus shows up and he's like dear god I was the one who deactivated the security systems because I thought you were going to bring him justice professor what you've done is unforgivable oh my god get out of here Colossus they might as well be I like, like I want you Colossus 
I want you may never join the X Men. I want the professor when to walk over. When you change your mind, yeah. and just like bitch slap him. Well, he's made of metal. He break his hand. I don't yeah. fucking care. I'm wearing a <laughs> weird Lalandrian suit. Mentally, <laughs> mentally bitch slap him. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Shut right? the fuck up. And then, I don't care. And, yeah. So so Colossus high roads them, and then he picks up Magneto. He's like, I will remain here and care for him now because who else will? Well, the acolytes will. After get him. Yeah. After a week, you're gonna boot his ass into space. Uh, you're not gonna want to do this anymore. How about Colossus? Uh, no, we're gonna take him, and he's going to fucking jail. Yeah. No. How about this no, Colossus he, he's, for he's no mass murder? murder. He's, a, he's not even himself anymore. He's, he's just a comatose state. He's uh, a husk. You're gonna go off to like get supplies or something. He's gonna die on your watch. You're gonna miss another person's yeah. death. <laughs> then who are you gonna join? Apocalypse. So they leave, and Colossus dramatically holds Magneto's unconscious body and like yells into the into the stars. So that happens, and that's like the big crescendo of Fatal Attractions. It's a lot of buildup for nothing. Fatal Attractions could have been just two issues. Of course, then, you know, they're, they're trying to re-enter the atmosphere. The ship was damaged. Everything's falling apart. Wolverine has like a vision of dying, and he reaches for what he thinks is his mother, and then it turns out to be Jean, and he like reaches for Jean, and he like comes out of his dying state because the healing factor kicked in. And he like grabs Gene, who's about to be sucked out of the Blackbird or whatever. Mm. The, like so, they they hold it together long enough to be able to land safely. And then they like, they, you know, they they save Wolverine. Right. And, Jesus. And everyone's like, okay. And so everyone takes a minute to just kind of like relax. Yeah. The, this is a weird way to depict Wolverine's mm-hmm. adamantium. Like, well, he looks like a well, it's demon. Like puncturing his yeah, but flesh. The, his, like has, but it's stretching his flesh around it. Some of it, you know, some of it's not, but other other parts are. But in the previous pages, it's clearly oh, yeah, no, just metal. Well, they, those books, you know, that's a that was drawn before that yeah. book. Like, no, that book came out. Like, we're done with that. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So uh, that. And then happens. we get to see it again in the next issue. Well, it's like, in Wolverine. Oh right! You're only reading Wolverine. Yeah, you're gonna be cool very confused. <laughs> like, why? Why is the skeleton on the outside? Yeah. Well, and also you're gonna be like, oh, you've ruined my favorite character. Oh, no. I wasn't reading Wolverine for him to have bone claws. Well, you are now. So he How recovers. Does it work. He recovers. He discovers he has bone claws, and it hurts when it comes out, and they can break and stuff. And he's just like, "What am I? Do I belong in the X Men anymore?" And he just right. leaves. And like, what's what's fun about that is that like he leaves Jubilee like a note, and like the le- because like Wolverine may be hundreds of years old, like his penmanship is immaciulate. But it just says Bub. Then like it kind of just ends with a whimper. Uh, right. It wraps up with Excalibur. Um, <laughs> okay. Were they even in the book? Yeah, a little. They were on the mission that Colossus was on when, uh, you know, when Magic died. Okay. So uh, Excalibur, that story is just. Um, they fix the dent in Colossus. They're like, oh my uh, god, his behavior on the Grey Malkin proves he is just, he is broken because of the injury he sustained. Oh. So they're like, we figured out how, we, we think we figured out using like Moira McTaggart, Muir Island technology, how to fix Colossus. But we need to get him down here and we know he won't listen to reason. So We, sh- we took him over to a garage and a mechanic just came out. What, what I was buffing out. Yeah. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got one of those dent fixers. Yeah. So Shadow Cat is like, she calls Peter on like a video phone and she's like, I would like to join you. I can't live without you, so I'm going to join the Acolytes. Maybe we can make it better. And he's like, 
Even though I suspect a trap, I will still gum come down on the planet's surface because she would never lie to me. And the Acolyte's like, it is clearly a trap. And he's like, that's why you're going to come too to fight the X-Men. So then they all go down there uh -huh. to the Mirror Island and the, the team of Excalibur and X-Men fight the Acolytes while they kidnap Colossus. Jesus Christ, they... is Colossus wearing like a Magneto robe? Yeah, he's wearing like... his Acolytes uniform. That's, yep. his, that's his Acolytes costume. Oh, yeah. So they kidnap Colossus. They Shanghai him and bring him to the facility where they fix his injury and he's able to power down. Uh, the Acolytes, of course, are still fighting other X-Men. Right. And then they, 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 they stop the fight because here's the reason you're fighting. He's back. Right. And he's got something to say. <laughs> and he, and he, and Colossus is like, my injury is fixed, but my heart never will be. I'm still going with you. So then he leaves the Acolytes. And yeah, the of like, course oh. that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, because that's the status quo. You just saw a really awesome image of him in his Acolytes costume. I've never seen Colossus in an Acolytes costume. You got you to gotta milk that cow for all it's worth. Also, uh, you know, it's Excalibur, which is like a team. Yeah. But at least four of the characters are either dead or in another dimension. So they're kind of like, are we even Excalibur anymore? Like, do we even operate in England? So, are any of us even English? <laughs> well, Captain Britain is on the team, right? Yeah, he's gone. Oh. They yeah. show him, but Literally, I guess this is like... Yeah, this is in an homage to all the other members of <laughs> Excalibur who have been on the team but are, are not in the book anymore. I see. So, like, it's Rachel Summers, Nightcrawler, and Shadowcat, and they're like, are we the team? <laughs> and so they, like, move from England to Mir Island, and they set up, like, their, their, their base operations there. Ah. So, like, Moira's their Xavier or whatever. Ah. And what are Moira's powers? None. Okay. Oh, what about then. this book? Well, yeah. Now, now it's she resets time or yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's she she dies in resets time. What? But what about this book is Fatal Attractions? That's just a cool title. Yeah. That movie had come out and so we wanted to do We wanted it to sound like a Tom Clancy and novel. Some people die in it. Yeah, it's fatal. And, 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 and Colossus uh, is attracted to Magneto's sales Oh, pitch. and Magneto is Magneto, so, so he, he attracts attractions, metal yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Works on every conceivable it would, level. It would work for any X-Men book, <laughs> almost. Yes. But it's used That in has this. Magneto in it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Freaking. Uh, yeah, and it just seems to like and peter out, kind of. And then it just, just peters out, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I well, mean, the, the book's got to keep I going. I believe you mean it. Pewter's out. Oh, because the Acolytes no. are like, well, what do you do now? And Exodus is like, well, I will lead the team. And that will dovetail into X-Men Avengers Blood Ties, which we've done on this channel. Oh, cool. So check that out. So what do they do with Magneto? I seem to remember we read a book where Magneto, it was after this. Yes. Where his memory was gone mm -hmm. and he was like, a good guy. On yeah. The X -Men. What the yeah. freak was his name? That was Joseph. Joseph. And actually, it wasn't yes. even Magneto. It was like a clone or something. Uh. So... Fatal Attractions was this, was, was, it tried to be a lot of things. So it was like, okay, we gotta do our quarterly X-Men event. Yeah. We also have to celebrate our 30th anniversary. And we're gonna do this gimmick with Wolverine. And it succeeds on that gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, they pull the adamantium out. Yeah. Yep, they do it. And it takes, it, 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 it takes a, too long <laughs> to put him back to normal. Like, you wasted a lot of time. Yeah, you can't just you can't just undo that right away. Yeah, you like, gotta you gotta, gotta let it breathe. You gotta yeah. milk it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, otherwise, it undermines how serious it was. <laughs> what's yes. What's Wolverine without his adamantium? Yeah. Even though he still has a killing factor, 
and claws. Well, they they put po- they pointed out when they pulled it out like that he's, he wasn't healing, and they're like, oh no, maybe it broke his healing factor or whatever. But like, no, he's it fine. doesn't. No, he's fine. But like, yeah. Oh, of course. Then it turned out that the adamantium in his skeleton was inhibiting his de-evolution, and so as oh, right. a result, he was getting more and more feral and more and more monstrous. And it's like. And, and every new status quo for Wolverine, everyone's just like, just put it back! <laughs> we all like Wolverine! What are you doing? You ruined our favorite character! Like, he makes you so much money, you're making people quit because they don't want to see this shit anymore. Like, that's not the point! Yeah. And, and they, they were right to complain because, like, yeah, it took, a, it took an irresponsibly long amount of time for it. Which is funny because, like, when they killed him, it took him a couple of years to come back. It was like, really? Like, really? He's still not back? He came back eventually in a really disappointing event, but, like, he's still back. But, like, it took him a long time. For Wolverine, things stick for a while. So I'll put a link in the description below this video so you can get a copy of X-Men Fatal Attractions. There's a Milestones collection where, like, they grab every major story and put it in the same kind of cover format. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's all, like... It's, it's all everything. Uniform. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know your X-Men fan friend who's like, oh, you've never read the Phalanx Covenant? Like, yeah, it, it, here he is here. And it's like a cheaply, like, priced. Mm-hmm. It's a price to sell trade. Here you yeah. go. Uh, I love it. There's a moment in this. I, there's a couple of great things about this. Like, you can actually, the holographic card element that went on the cover, like, it sucks because <laughs> it looked neat, but you couldn't really even see the art because the art was pretty good. But in these collections, they'll show you what the art looked like, like oh. what they actually drew. Oh. Ironically. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's better than the, than the hologram. hologram. Yeah, yeah, big time. What's great is between <laughs> between the fucking like Acolytes plot in X-Men 300 and then the rest of Fatal Attractions, there's like a full page of text where they're just like, okay, so here's what was going on in X-Factor <laughs> and here's what was going on with like Quicksilver, and here's what's going on with all these characters. Like, just meanwhile, right? Because all this stuff is going to be referenced, like at one point, and it's not in this. You're, like, it's not. Yeah. You're going to need some information. Yeah, you're yeah. going to need some context, which I kind of really appreciate. But it's yeah. also like, God damn it, <laughs> it's already long enough. <laughs> and that's that's how they felt. They were like, well, it's already long enough. That's Magneto yeah. giving you the exposition. Yeah, Fuck. the cover should be Magneto. Yeah. Like doing shit. Yeah, yeah. probably Fatal pulling, attractions. pulling adamantium out of whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I don't. You don't want to see that yet. Yeah, you, no, I'm going to save it. Yeah. Alright. It should just be him, like, with this, like, Ah, powers! Yeah, that yeah, should be him. It should there be, is that. It should there. be him, like, doing that, and then Wolverine's like, Ah, we don't see the adamantium coming out of him. You yeah, just he, think he's fucking him up. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> like, you get the idea that, like, there's going to be some confrontation between him and Wolverine, but you right. don't know how far yeah. he's going to take oh it. Oh, my God. He's going to take it to the limits. Oh, <laughs> uh, what are the uh, consequences for the world of having all their electronics wrecked? You know what's funny? Nobody really references it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Actual consequences in this book? Yeah. How dare they? Oh, a whole bunch of people die in this book, oh. and the rest of the world covered in all the other books is unaffected. Yeah, or doesn't much. mention it. I mean, Karen just referenced it, but, like, they happen in other places. Hey, you remember that time all those planes fell out of the sky? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of them. Every plane. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's like Maximum Carnage. No, the every- whole city was under siege by the D-list villains in Carnage for, like, a month. Yep. And, like, no one remembers that. No one remembers that period in, in, in New York history. Right. Like, the son of Sam, he, he, he was active for, like, what, like a week? <laughs> he killed, like, ten people He killed, like, ten people. Magneto slaughtered, like, thousands of people in New York <laughs> for, like, a month. No one has, like, there's no memorial. 
Not only that, but like people haven't moved out. We're like, you know what? I'm not gonna live in New York Fuck anymore. Fuck this place. Yeah. Galactus they always on my favorite Taylor's house. No. <laughs> New York would be just monuments. Every building at <laughs> some point would be replaced a monument. Yep. by a monument. Mm -hmm. You can't live there you anymore. You know what it is? No, yeah. they just they they did that earlier, and then they just were like, stop. There's so many. It's all. You get a plaque. 